Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And welcome to the new year, officially. I hope it's going well for you guys. It's 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 going well for me, I think, so far. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's only been a couple of days. It's only been a couple of days at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think one thing we didn't really talk about on, on our New Year's Eve episode was – you know, we always try to talk about resolutions, whether or not we have any. Um, and I hate to call them resolutions because it's like I like to think of it more as a plan or an idea of what I want to do. You know, this coming year. Because let's face it, nobody ever sticks to the resolution. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> it's funny that you bring this up because Shelly just brought it up to me when we just before we came home to so I could record. Is do we have any revolu- uh, um resolutions this year and i'm like if we were going to do that we should have done that new year's eve or new year's day right but um (coughs) but yeah i i i haven't set any as of yet all right yeah no i think you know it's i haven't done anything in particular that i'm like oh it's got to be this but obviously it's like trying to figure out how to get the business up and going because that's just slow mm. doing. Um, but other than that, it's just kind of like, mm, here's hoping that 2023 is at least decent. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, bringing up the business, have we talked about it on air at all? No. Okay. So Eric's got actually a second business he and I talked about today but we'll talk about the one he's talking about here really quick um go ahead and introduce your your new venture the new which one's the new venture exactly <laughs> like the new new one that we talked about today or the one no, that the, the, the summer the one that you've been doing that okay. you're not getting any traction on yeah so uh it's finicky fox productions it's a uh small video company uh primarily focused on uh creating promotional content for small businesses and independent business owners uh now this is something that i started in july i think technically july i don't know like the second week of july i think uh officially made it a thing um and you know i did a couple projects with the help of justin and his wife um able to meet up with some people and shoot some videos for them uh, out in North Dakota. But since being in Ohio, again, it's just kind of been slow going, uh, you know, but I have a website, it's com, And the idea here is, you know, I'm focused on small businesses. Uh, now, when you look at uh, just video production in general, uh, especially for the average person or the average business, you're looking to pay somewhere around $2,000 plus for a one minute long video. <laughs> I'm coming in way below that, uh, roughly starting out around $500 as the base rate, and then it goes up from there. Uh, but it's more so to, you know, I know that small business owners don't make very much money on the back end after paying the bills, after paying for equipment or employees, should they have any. Uh, so I try, I'm trying to come in much lower than my competition to help support the small business owner because I am a passion. I do have a passion for small businesses and I love small businesses. I love the hard work they put uh, into their themselves and their companies. And I truly think that America was founded on small business. So that's where I'm coming in. So yeah, if anyone is interested, I do travel across the entire United States for, for this work. So if you have any uh, thoughts, you'd like any work done, be sure to check out finickyfoxproductions.com. 
or just Google Finicky Fox Productions. Awesome. Yeah, it was a venture that I really pushed for him to start doing, and I hope that it starts bringing in some revenue. Um, you have pushed your name out there a little bit in Cleveland, but no real bites yet then. Right. Yeah. So, you know, one of the hardest things for me to do is basically cold calls, you know, walk into a, somebody's business, be like, hey, here's my card, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's hard to do. It's, you know, it's like, um, what do you call it? It's uh, soliciting. And right. Being a type of person who does not answer the door to solicitors, <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to do because it's just, you know. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think that's something I'm going to have to do uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I know there's a store that I'm currently working with. Uh, I tend to shop at a lot. I'm going to talk to them, see if I could just post up on their billboards uh, that they have in the entrances. Uh, little things like that. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully, something the one comes thing. Up. Uh, that was told to me back when I'm, we were advertising just for the show um, is going just to grocery stores, ask them if you p- can pin up yeah. the, the, you know, the want ad stuff that you find on the, on there. Um, so definitely do that too. Cause then you don't really have to cold call per se, just right. be like, can I do this? Right. So, but yeah, so that's that's the goal for this year. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We've got a long ways to go before 2024, so who knows? <laughs> very long way and a very short way, as we've talked about <laughs> yes. over the past year or so. <laughs> um, my, my biggest goal would be to release a new book. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I do have plenty of short stories for the short story com- uh, compilation that I'm working on, but I... I so want to do more so that way it's a little bit more of a bulkier book than my first two books that I released. So okay, that, that's my huge goal for 2023. But, but now getting into the topic that we decided on today, um, I'll let you introduce it, but I also want to hear why it came up for you or why you wanted to talk about it. Sure. So today we are talking about the metaverse. I'm sure you guys have heard it. Whether or not it's really paranormal, yeah, it's up to you know. I think it's up for debate. It can be conspiracy theory type stuff. Conspiracy theory. It's uh, definitely sci-fi at 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 least. Um, So what is the metaverse? Well, in science fiction, the metaverse is basically a hypothetical iteration of the internet as a single, universal, and immersive virtual world. That is facilitated by the use of virtual reality and augmented reality headsets. It's pretty much that simple. The idea is that the metaverse is a network of 3D virtual worlds focused on social connection. Uh, Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about the metaverse was because last week I was listening to NPR. Uh, Sure, most everybody knows what NPR is. And they ended up having a guest on by the name of Matthew Hall, and he wrote the book, uh, The Metaverse, um, and how it will revolutionize everything. Uh, So that's the one that you had sent to me. That's the one that I sent to you. We've been, you know, I kind of want to see if we can get this guy on for a future episode because it was a really interesting discussion, Uh, and he goes really deep into some of this stuff. You know, some of the the pros, the cons, the the fears, things like that. Uh, so I just thought it was really interesting because one thing that we think about, or at least you should think about when, when, when in regard to the metaverse is, you know, what is it? And it's, if you've read or watched Ready Player One, that's mm. the metaverse. It's another world that's digitally created uh, that we can literally do just about anything in. We can make money in it. We can uh, have whatever job, drive whatever, do whatever uh, without any real consequence in the outside world. Minus the fact that there may be people who spend so much time in that universe that they forget about the reality of their life. And, you know, as you saw in Ready Player One, may end up completely broke or this or that or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, you know that obviously that's a con, but nonetheless, there is a company that's really focused on creating this metaverse and trying to get it up and running at the absolute latest. We're talking probably around between 2060 and 2080. So this is when it's like full fledged go go go, mm. uh, and that is of course the company called Meta. 
you guys have probably heard of it. Justin, you probably have heard of it. If you haven't and you see their logo, you guarantee you've seen the logo. Uh, this company, I forget what their initial name, original name was, but they were so focused on this metaverse that they rebranded themselves as meta. And now they're solely focused on creating this metaverse. Uh, and if you even look at the stocks, because I looked up stocks for them, and they're looking around $115 per share. So there's plenty of money going into this already. And they've already, I think they've brought in billions uh, in, in terms of trying to build this. Uh, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But I just thought it was a really interesting topic to kind of go over or discuss. Well, but this is Facebook. What are you talking about? Facebook, what do you mean? Facebook rebranded as Meta. Mm-hmm. And now they're focused on creating the metaverse. Well, I know, but <laughs> what I'm getting at is you said a company. I mean, oh, it, was, oh, 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 oh. it was Mark Zuckerberg that re right. rebranded as Meta. Um, and, and there's been multiple companies before Mark Zuckerberg that have been trying to do this as well. Um, but I think Mark has rebranded to the, or, or re. Uh, visualized what this could be and that's where the the metaverse really is excelling over the other company that are trying because he's got the millions of dollars already backing him to begin with you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah for sure and you know i obviously when you think of minds behind this metaverse and who can actually do it i it'd be someone like mark you know Mm -hmm. uh who's capable not just because he has the money behind him (laughs) Sorry, not because he just has the money behind him, uh, but because he has the mindset to do it. You know, he has the capability, the people, uh, things like that. Now, that's to say we're still decades away from a true metaverse as we think of it in, in science fiction, you know, mm. and pop culture. Uh, the closest thing that we have right now, really, probably the most popular that most people our age know or younger is a little known game which is Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite is probably one of the top in terms of the current metaverse and how you use it. Um, now, when you think of Fortnite, if you've played Fortnite or know anything about it, uh, it's pretty straightforward. It's, you know, pretty simple. You could, but you know, the thing that's cool about it is obviously you have your, you know, it's like a hundred people. You start out on this, you're on this map, and you basically just go out t- trying to take each other out. Right, last one standing wins. You get a crown, you move on to the next game, and you do it all over again. You could rack up money, so you can make upwards of like $5,000 in gold or whatever for the game. You can spend that money on virtually anything, weapons, characters, uh, backpacks, accessories, things like that. But then they also do things like like uh, concerts. Uh, uh, I think it was KISS. Uh, music, uh, radio, iHeart, sorry, not Kiss. It was iHeart. I'm thinking of the radio channel that I listen to, Kiss FM, but it's iHeart Radio. Uh, actually just put on a concert in Fortnite that you can go and play and listen to live music at the time. It was like, I don't know, four weeks or five weeks ago. Wow. Uh, so, you know, there's things like that that are happening. And th- this is, Fortnite is one of those games that is trying to test out this metaverse and it's extremely popular. I play it at least three times a week uh, because it is a fun game and there's more and more things to do every season. I guess that's where I differ. I don't like the online gaming Mm. community. It's just not something that was there from the beginning for me. And as it has progressed, it's still not, an appeal to me at all well the nice thing with something like Fortnite is the people that you talk to or communicate with are only people that you're friends with uh so if i'm playing with friends online the only people i can hear is them i'm not hearing everybody else i'm not interacting with other people uh other than of course fighting with them or whatever you know via Mm -hmm. the game or doing something like there was there was this thing called uh Oh, shoot. I forget the name of it, but they they basically had an entire world created where you can go and just have fun. There were no firearms. There were nothing. You can just go you could ride rides. You can play other video games within the video game. You could talk to people and do all kinds of stuff. Uh, and it was fun. It was relaxing. You just kind of go hang out at the beach, <laughs> which is literally, thing, literally a thing that you could do in Fortnite. It made no <laughs> sense. But, you know, uh, that's what they're trying to build here, a place of uh, escapism from okay. our natural world. 
So a, a little bit more of a community than because that that's the one thing that I've hated with the whole online uh, gaming is talking to to people that I don't know and them oh, yeah. just like bad mouthing and everything else. Yeah, um, I mean that's how it is with Call of Duty. Like I hate I love playing Call of Duty, but as soon as I get on, I mute everybody. I okay. don't want to hear it because it's just yeah, I didn't right. realize that was an option. So yeah, yeah. Um, but uh. That's something I actually read an article about the metaverse just to get ready for today. And um, in that article, it brings up Ready Player One, which is kind of what I think of when I think Mm -hmm. of the metaverse and how quickly it's evolved, too, because Mm -hmm. it just started, what, a year ago, two years ago? Yeah, I mean, it's relatively young. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's evolved this quickly into VR synchronization even, and, and games that you can play via VR, um, and even augmented reality, like you brought up. Um, and I kept thinking too, like I've watched ready player one. I haven't read the book yet. Um, but how much, along with multiple other things that we've seen over the years, reality is converging with science fiction? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, and I, I'll admit, like when I want to escape, I'm playing my video games, and I'm like, right. So I'm like so. Um, uh, what's the word? Like so immersed mm. in the video game that, like, when I'm away from it, I'm like, oh, what, what can I do when I get back there? What am I going to do next? <laughs> what, what's what's the next car I'm going to get? Do this, do that. It's like you're living a life on the side of your life, which means it, it's meaningless, right. you know, but it's like one of those things where, yeah, it's, you can have the things that you've always wanted in video games that you can't achieve in reality. Well, that's the one thing that I've really liked with video gaming over the years, the the most recent years, because like on Xbox or PlayStation, you would get these achievements and achievement points but there was nothing to it. You just had these achievement points, and and that was it. And now right. you can actually spend your achievement points for mm-hmm. things. Yeah, it's you know, and it's I'm one of those people who only spend what I earn in the games. I've got friends, I know people who will go in and they'll spend their own cash Money, that they make right. in real, you know, in in real life on various characters or weapons and things like that and you know they're always like oh you should buy this then or buy that character I'm like I'm not no I'm not spending my <laughs> money on something that's you know it, it's not there forever in, in my opinion you know eventually it's going to move on or I'm going to want some other character or whatever right um but there is that option and that's why uh, one of the reasons why the metaverse is profitable and foreseen to be very profitable mm. now the one thing that it was in this article I, I i i'm pretty sure fortnite um spans all uh platforms mm-hmm. um but um the one thing that it was talking about with the metaverse specifically and and e- even other things is them not being able to span other platforms um and that's the one thing that was the worry with the metaverse is getting it so that it is compatible with with all platforms, not just the metaverse itself and the stuff that you download for it. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how that works yet. There's speculation uh, as to what they're doing because there's no hard – there's nothing you know rock solid yet in terms right. of, oh, this is how it's going to be. Uh, one thing that Matthew Ball said on NPR during the interview was that – uh, basically, anybody who has internet access can access the metaverse or will be able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so w- if you have the money to have an internet connection and live in a area where internet is provided, then there's no issue, no reason why you can't access the metaverse, regardless of where you're at. Uh, now, there's places like uh, rural Vermont or maybe up in you know some area in north canada where you don't get internet connection those type of people uh, or those people who are in those areas won't have access they won't be able to but the thought is as long as there's internet can uh, access you should be able to connect and jump in regardless of your platform right 
Well, the the one thing that really is the big question on my mind, and, and I'm sure it's on a lot of people's, is just like cell phones and, and even just online presence as a whole. What is that doing for us as a society? You know, like what I, I mean. In a sense, it is bringing us all together. But are are we really losing uh, part of reality by buying into all of this? I think there's – yes. I mean I think yes. The answer is that simple. There is a certain amount of reality that we're losing once we join into the metaverse. The connections that we make aren't going to be true connections necessarily in most cases. Right. Um, it's not like you're going in – I mean – you can technically meet up with your friends that you meet online and see them in real life and real person, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but the chances are most people aren't going to do that. They're going to have their real friends that are around them physically, and they're going to have this metaverse community. Uh, <clears throat> I think one thing in particular is that the metaverse is going to pro- provide a safe route into making some of those connections. The only downside is because it's going to be so broad, you're going to have so many different ages in this metaverse. I mean, there already is on just Call of Duty, Fortnite, Roblox, things like that, where the age span is roughly 10 years old to 50s on average. So, you know, and even when I play something like Call of Duty, where there's people you can actually talk to or hear. I mean, I'll get on. There's like this person who's cooking dinner or whatever. You hear it all happening in the background. And then you have these little kids who are just clearly little kids and shouldn't even be playing games like Call of Duty uh, that are that violent. Um, And you can hear their parents yelling at them in the background and stuff like that. And of course, there's been issues, obviously, in the past uh, in regard to people being led astray, you know, girls, little girls, you know, being right. You know, yeah. Uh, And and that's another concern, of course, with the metaverse. Like, how far or how much do you allow to happen? Because there's a game that was produced. I think it's, they they didn't specify exactly who made it. They said the game was called Horizon. So I don't know if it's the, uh, the internet adaptability of the Horizon video games. Like, that, I forget who makes it, but you you know what I'm talking about, right? Horizon, like Horizon Dawn, Zero Dawn, and stuff like that. I think that's what they're referring to. I don't quote me on that. That's the only horizon I know of offhand. Um, but they were doing a test where the girl who was in it, uh, or one of the characters, was actually groped by a male character. That was something that they were able to do. And now they're questioning whether or not that's something they should allow uh, to happen in the metaverse. They, that they're thinking we need to, you know, obviously put blocks up, whatever the code is to to prevent things like that happening because the problem currently with the metaverse because you can do mostly everything that you want to do violence is still going to be an issue uh, harassment is still going to be an issue and that's something that's going to transfer over into the reality of our actual lives uh, so that's something that they are trying to work on and figure out but as of this moment they definitely see that being a big problem well and even with like parental controls, like kids today can get through parental c- controls. No it's problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I can see that being a, a problem regardless of there's parental controls or even age restriction, because all you have to do, you don't have to prove anything when you do the age restriction um, thing, except for do your math. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I I could foresee that being a huge huge problem uh with sexual predators and and whatever. E- even bullying. Bullying oh, yeah. has gone way worse than when we were kids. You know, people want to talk about how, you know, well, we were bullied as an as a kid and we we just dealt with it. Yeah, it's a little bit different now compared to back then where it's people can just put it all on social media and you're discredited or, or just uh, humiliated. Well, yeah, there's that. And I mean, if to be completely honest, like just when you and I were growing up, our skin, <laughs> geez, I'm sorry. Uh, our skin is simple, was simply thicker. 
growing up than what kids are today. And our parents uh, before us. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that is something that we are seeing is more and more people who are children who are, uh, you know, they're not weaker by any means, but they're more sensitive mm-hmm. uh, because there are more people online than they are. You know, like that's the biggest issue that we have. Right. One of the big issues we have in America right now is uh, in terms of health. Uh, like physical and mental health, uh, people, children aren't getting outside enough. They're not getting enough vitamin B from the sun. They're not experiencing life. They're just sitting in front of a computer or a TV screen playing these games for hours and hours and hours on end. Social uh, health. Yeah. Well. Yep. So, you know, that's deteriorating. And because like in, in my experience with some of these games uh, that are connected to the current metaverse, uh, they there are people who are just – Honestly, they're trash people that are just mm-hmm. out there to uh, try to get a rouse out of people, you know, try to hurt people, hurt their feelings, um, you know, things like that. And we see that obviously that's a big deal on Facebook. That's something that Facebook's trying to to limit uh, over the last two years now. I would say yes and no on that part. Because, I'm trying to limit it? Yeah, because they're going a little above and beyond the limiting factor because I, there was something that I had tried to comment on my sister-in-law's co- uh, post and they're like, yeah, that's bullying behavior. You don't do that. And uh, yes, I, I see it to an extent because it's better for me to do that with her via text or in person compared to right. on social media. Well, and I did the exact same thing. Same thing happened to me. And the one thing that – the reason for that isn't because Facebook themselves, the people there aren't saying, oh, that's wrong. It's out of context. It's the AI. That well, it, have, yeah. It's, you know. Right. So the AI is finding key words that were placed in the system and it's saying, oh, nope, that's wrong. You, we're going to ban you if you do that again. Uh, so that's where the issue is because in reality, just like we, when we're on – the internet or even via text. How many times have you and I talked to each other and we're like, oh, that was taken out of context? Uh, you know, yeah. so context is very difficult when it's via text or messaging. No, I do agree with that part. Yeah. But when it's something specific that she would know I'm joking around. Right. Again, yes, it's probably not appropriate for social media. But at the same time, she would know since we're friends. But that is where bullying does come in, too, is people that you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, Ideally, I think it would be kind of cool if they had some sort of button where if, for example, you were to say something toward me that was bullying and I knew it, I can click like something that's like not bullying or whatever. To for you to okay the, yeah, the comment, for it. right. And that's how it should work. It should be like, all right, here's a message being sent. Can you, you know, and then give you, the the the, the person who's receiving the message, the option to say, oh, this is bullying, click it, right. and send it off, or say, okay, accept it, and then it's free. Um, now, again, obviously there's technical issues with that, and there are plenty of people who are um, – I mean, I, I, I don't know any way to, to, to like, other than the word broken that keeps coming to my mind, but people who are basically bashed so much that they just continue to accept it because that's uh, yeah. the way they're, you know, um, it's sad, but it's it's the way. They've been we, bullied so much that they right. think it's regular. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, I hate to say it, but it, it's the, the truth is when we see battered women or women mm. who are abused, it, how often do we hear stories about how they just, they couldn't leave. They couldn't leave. Uh, you know, the key well, word there and is couldn't. Let's not just bring it to just women because there are men too sure. that have Absolutely. been battered. And, um, and that's the, the society that we're in now is, or still, I should say, is it's still frowned upon for men to, to like be thought of as being abused because physically and and sometimes emotionally we're a little more strong compared to other sexes not saying that women aren't strong because most women are but in our society that's what it's thought as is well, women are the weaker of the sexes and then men are not and it's actually not really that true yeah i mean a lot of that is I think a lot of that just comes from the media, you know, it, oh, it depicts, sure. you know, Absolutely. and of course the histories, you know, we talk, you know, we, when we look back at history, it's a, most of the time men who are fighting in 
historical wars, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or right. doing this, doing that, who are leaders, et cetera, et cetera. So there's this idea behind it. Um, I myself, I, I don't talk about it. I've never talked about it on air, but I was in a, re- in a relationship years ago uh, with a girl who everything was fine initially, but after so many years in, she became abusive, uh, verbally abusive. You know, she, mm-hmm. she would always call me ice man or tell me that, you know, I'm, you know, like, in her own way, like worthless or not good enough. Uh, she would like hurt herself and tell me it's my fault. Uh, cause she was the type of person who would like self inflict wounds mm. because of her own damage from things that happened when she was a child, but then she would do it and then, t- you know, call me drunk and say, Oh, it's my fault that she just did that. Or my, yeah, my fault that she just did this. Um, or the reason behind her alcoholism and stuff like that. And it, it got to a point where eventually I had to cut it off because, and no, thankfully it wasn't, I wasn't in a position to like, for it to get in my mind and be like, oh yeah, you're right. I'm the problem. I'm just right. like, yo, you're getting crazy. <laughs> no, this is crazy. Uh, and of course we were together for so long. It was hard to walk away initially, but push came to shove eventually. And I, enough was enough. Um, now that's just verbal abuse. Oh, um, right. Yeah. There have been so many stories of guys lately uh, who have come out as being physically abused or otherwise. Um, and, and it's 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 hard to believe, but it's it's true. You know, yeah. everyone can be abused. Anyone. Uh, so. Well, and look at look at our generation that it has finally come to light, though, too, that it's not OK to abuse your significant other, whether that's men, woman, otherwise. Um, and in the past, it was not okay, but it was kind of brushed to the side kind of a thing, too. Society has changed so much. And linking it back to the metaverse, it has that that's how society has changed so much even in abusive situations that we can just do it online now mm-hmm. compared to physical or, or or verbal it's even mental in the sense of social media as a whole because even though it's not verbal as in the spoken word it's typed out and for all to see oh yeah for sure I mean, it's, you know, another type of, when it comes to the metaverse, like thinking something, Call of Duty, you you know, sometimes it depends on the system and how fast it moves forward. But say in Call of Duty, you kill the opponent, right? Mm. How often do we, have we seen, or at least I've seen, people who continue to shoot bullets into the dead body or do some (laughs) other thing to do, you know... I mean, I hate to say it on air, but, you know, they would stand over the person, dead person's face and like squat down on their face to show like, that's that's the problem that we're seeing now right. currently in the metaverse. And that's can only, you know, go further. You know, it can, it can, it can definitely get worse, I think. Showbutting um, has become way more disrespectful than in like sports games as we've seen them. Right. Uh, so yeah, you know, I don't know. I think there, there's definitely got to be some sort of limits within the metaverse at some point. But I, I, to be honest, I mean, if the metaverse is going the way that they claim it's going, and re- as of right now, there's no evidence stating otherwise. You know, because the metaverse isn't something uh, like the idea of autonomous cars or flying cars or you know some futuristic buildings. You know, those are things that have been talked about and have yet to see the day of light uh, in terms of. You know, for for the for the uh, community, mm-hmm. right? The metaverse is already underway, and it's the one thing that continues to grow day by day by day. We've already seen the metaverse. There's already some aspect to it, and it's only going to get bigger. Uh, I think the biggest issue with the metaverse, though, is it's going to eventually start to mimic real life. And so, whatever we're experiencing now is only going to be experienced at some future point in the metaverse. Meaning it's going to become a terrible place. <laughs> as far as VR and the metaverse is concerned, I think we're already seeing that part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it as far as it becoming mimicking reality, because there are plenty of games that you can get that mimic reality. Mm-hmm. May not be at the reality. Um, well, 
re- realistic reality, <laughs> for lack of a better term, uh, as far as even uh, visually yet. But we are getting there. I, I mean, mm-hmm. so many video games that are outside of VR or, or that they've um, interpreted into VR are getting closer and closer to reality. Um, it, truthfully, uh, if, if you look at Ready Player One and how the main character could buy a suit where he could feel everything, mm-hmm. we are at that point uh, technology-wise for video games as well. Uh, there's there are so many uh, vests or, or suits that you can buy that sure will use pressurized sound to mimic the feel and right. you will feel it. Well, and here's the other thing that I see happening because we have the metaverse on one side, and then on the other hand we have this thing that nobody really knows about called Bitcoin. Right? It's only a matter of time before the two merge. And so what I think is going to end up happening is that the metaverse is going to become so ultra uh, – it's what I'm going to call ultra virtual reality. So it's ultra realistic in the fact – in the sense that once Bitcoin becomes a substantial type of income, it can be used within the metaverse to purchase items that will show up at your front door in real life. Like can you imagine being in the metaverse in this virtual reality, seeing a sweater in a store and being like, oh, I want that. Here's – click bitcoin that i that i have from this metaverse you know you know game that i was able to save up and then three days later there's an amazon package sitting at your door with that exact thing you purchased online through the metaverse like (laughs) that's where it's going to start to get kind of crazy uh and where the two where reality and virtual reality i think are ultimately going to collide uh so I don't know. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about. I think that's many, 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 many years off into the future. But I think there is a direction going that way where everything is going to become digital, digitalized uh, for us. Right. Now, whether or not you and I see it in our lifetime like that, who knows? But I think it's going that way. All right. Well, we'll get into the the cryptocurrency and all of that and then some positives about the metaverse here in just a few minutes. Um Folks, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, you'll hear quick commercial, and we'll be right back with Parachute Radio. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Welcome back everybody to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we have been talking about the metaverse. Verse, verse, verse. You know, it's somewhere out there. That's why it's so echoey. <laughs> we'll have to start working on where I can make it an echo for when you do that. <laughs> so, you so you don't have to. Just do it myself. Uh, I do want to apologize because I know there's a couple times that I've kind of coughed here and there. I still have that cough from when I was sick like three weeks ago. Um, and I'm drinking rum, so that you know doesn't help. I get this real weird tickle, <clears throat> and you hear my voice get a little high every once in a while during the show. That's because I'm trying to prevent it from ha- like coughing. But I'm sorry. Anyway, before we went to break, we were talking about the metaverse, and then I, uh, you know, brought in another little topic called Bitcoin, uh, and that was something you kind of wanted to talk a little bit about uh, prior to the ba- break. So. Uh, Let's go there, I guess. Did your voice just go high because you were going to cough? Actually, no. I think that one was just because that was where I thought I should go for that particular. <laughs> now I'm going to have to everything. I do. Um, well, Bitcoin is actually just the tip of the iceberg now. Bitcoin is what started what is now known as cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several, 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 several cryptocurrency companies now. Um, one of our actually two of which i have stock in at the moment Um, i'm just guessing that's one of them Mm -hmm. because it was a free one um but um that that 
as much to the chagrin of our government and even some um, tr- not sure the the way to s- describe this uh, patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, cryptocurrency is is where eventually our currency is going to go. The physical dollar, as well as physical anything, books, newspapers, anything, is it's all going digital. Um, me working for the company that I work for is a chagrin to our company because everything is going digital outside of physical packages. Um, but it's funny that you bring it up linked to the metaverse and you talked about how you can earn quote unquote currency in like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is, I think where eventually all of this is going is completely digital. Um, even metaverse and, and all the other things we think of nowadays. And, um, there is a huge downside to that. Cause I feel in my personal opinion that we're losing our humanity as a whole. Um, although psychologically we do have to consider what we, we just talked about in before the break is that things are evolving a little bit, but at the same time uh, we're getting way more sensitive to things too. And um, I don't know if that's because of the evolution of technology or us as a society changing to to match that. I mean, I think it's probably a combination of the two. I mean, obviously, uh, society is forced into the digital realm. You know, I mean, mm. think, look at our phones and, you know, just the way technology is evol- right. evolving. Right. Uh, the things you and I grew up on, you know, that's gone. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. Uh, my 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 niece, she's regularly uses iPads and an iPhone. I mean, I to watch vi- videos and play video games. But as she gets older, she's not going to do half of the stuff that we did. She's not going to go to the park. She's not going to be right. outside playing, you know, cops or robbers or tag or whatever. It's all going to be digital. Um, and and that again is one of those things that have been uh, talked about time and time again over the last three years, especially with COVID. Everything shifted so much toward digital. We we're forced right. to. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you know, and, and in regard to what you were saying earlier, how everything's digital in regards to cryptocurrency or digital currency, uh, I'm already there. Like I very rarely have a dollar, oh, let alone right. even a coin on me. Like I don't. Um, you know, w- with the work that I'm currently doing, I get cash tips. And I'm like, okay, let's put that to the bank so it goes straight into my digital wallet. Or I use that money to buy something like lunch. You know, then I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't want this. Like, I don't want the cash. <laughs> I don't want money in my pocket, you know, like physical cash. I, I like taking my phone out, put, placing it over the little card reader, and like, boom, done. Money's transferred. Don't have to touch my wallet. Don't have to do anything. Just it's all done somewhere within this ethernet of a world that's currently exists um and it's kind of cool especially for somebody like me who's obsessive compulsive and doesn't want to touch things that other people have touched (laughs) you know like okay well it's funny that you say that because i think at some point we're going to be getting into uh biometrics being more of a thing than Mm -hmm. anything or and me being the person that i am bringing up the whole biblical thing, having chips implanted into a part of our body so we can pay it. And there have been multiple people that have called that the mark of the beast because we're implanting slash marking ourselves. Um, But at the same time, that really is where technology is going. I mean, I see pros and cons to it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, oh, me too. I'm just saying, yeah. from a bi- biblical standpoint, and the people that we've known uh, doing what we've been doing over the years, a lot of people have called that the mark of the beast. Not necessarily a mark on our on our body, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I can agree with that. Like, just just in, not that you're wrong. I think it's a good speculation uh, or a good theory. Um, 
I don't know if that quite works out because it just doesn't make sense, you know. No, but I agree because I don't buy into that. <laughs> but but it, yes, I I think with where what you're saying basically is is society and humans as a whole will always adapt. Yeah. Here's what I here here's one thing that that I do think would be significant and and in a, not, I was about to say improvement but uh a step forward. And I I know a lot of people are going to be like no 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 that's no, <laughs> you know. Um but I feel like for example, you can get your pet chipped, your dog, your cat, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. If they get lost, what do you do? You just go online Hit the chip, you know, find me, whatever, and you can go locate your dog or whatever. I think we're going to get backlash, but I think instilling that into newborns so that they have the chip through childhood, because I've had three Amber Alerts over the last two Mm, weeks. Right. Children should be chipped with something that can be accessed to find them immediately. Uh, And I don't think the chip should always be in the same place because – if that happens, people can easily people, be like, right. oh, it's here. Let's cut that out and be, you know. Um, but yeah, I think there's a benefit to that. Now, I, I think it's one of those things that should be capable of being extracted later on in life after the child reaches a certain age if they choose to if do they that. Choose, right. Or to be completely deactivated, at least, based on that person. You know, once they hit the age of 18, 21, whatever it is, um, they can make that decision themselves. But I think as children, it would be a really smart thing to do just to prevent things like um, human trafficking, for example. Right. And, of course, I think this should be definitely a government-funded thing, like 100%. Uh, but, you know, whether or not that happens, who knows? Well, you also get into those conspiracy theories of all of that as well. Well, sure. I mean, there's always going to be conspiracy theories. But, you know, I, I think there's a very fine line to some of these things as well because everything that's used for good can also be used for bad that's there's a that's a fact um you know it's like people saying then oh well if you put a tracer in somebody so you can find them if they're lost well couldn't somebody who isn't lost be found and then stole it like yes yes there's that possibility but that is something that i think uh you, you know, a decision you have to make. You would also be trying needing to try to zone in on a specific person. Right. Like it, it, it's, it is the same, but a lot different when people are hacking into computers. Like if you're wanting a specific type of person, no, no offense to the sexes at all, but we'll say if a 15 year old female, you would have to go through a lot of data to, to narrow down 15 year old girls. Um, not that it's impossible, but it would be a lot to narrow yeah. down. Well, it would. <clears throat> Sorry. Trying to hold back the cough. Uh, it would be difficult in the beginning, but the one thing that would be an issue, I think, overall, is the one thing that we already experience with our phones, um, and that is that there's a network that can easily update the system of your phone or your computer or whatever uh, without you necessarily agreeing to it. Mm. That is a some that is something that can become an issue because there are certain. I mean, it could be the government. I personally Anything. doubt that they would go out yeah. of the way to do it. But if someone can hack that system, uh, they can easily do something that can unlock a ton of information on that person, depending on the information. Now, do I think that the government itself would use it in a poor way? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, you know, you. I think if you if those chips existed, you can walk into a you know an airport, you know, walk through a terminal or whatever, and as you walk through the metal metal detector. They're also going to see, you know, how many children you have, who you're married to, what your finances look like, you know, how much money you make, stuff like that. Like all that information I can see just being like, yep, here's it all. And that's going to be an issue. Uh, So obviously there are, again, pros and cons. But the problem is, as it is with life in real life, I mean, there's always a pro and con to just about every single thing that we do. 
you know right. i thought it was a pro today to take the highway home con <laughs> there was a car accident and i was stuck in traffic for 25 minutes <laughs> well like you brought up this whole cell phone thing though you you say that like they don't already have access to everything that we already well, have no yeah they they do they do for sure um but when it's i feel like when it's a chip there's just it's a whole nother level you're adding other information they could have access to. Yes, I agree with that mm-hmm. part. Um, but with ever with the technology that we're in today, there is no reason why the government couldn't be monitoring, quote unquote, everything that we're doing. And right. who's to say they're not? But at the same time, I'm not going to be one that buys into everything that I hear or or the conspiracy theories just because somebody says so and. I'm just going to fear life and not I mean, do anything with my life. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. Like what the government's looking at my finances and stuff like that. Okay, fine. As long as they're not taking stuff. <laughs> they're already doing that through our paychecks or whatever. whatever. Yes. You know, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say, but like I, uh, I downloaded mint, uh, which is an app that you basically put your bank account in mm-hmm. your credit cards, things like that. Right. And you can kind of budget and stuff like that. I did that yes, uh, yesterday, the, you know, prior to the, the day before recording this episode. Um, now I know how much money I have, what kind of debts I have, this, that, et cetera, et cetera. Things that I haven't known for years. Haven't not been fully, paying attention to. You know, right? haven't been paying attention to. Now it's there and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's technology, man. It's, it's growing. We regardless of who you are. You're going to have to adapt. Now, yes, we we know those people who are like, oh, I'm just going to move to wherever, you know, the middle of nowhere. Right, or those like, people who are like, oh, I'm going to go to Canada. It's like, hey, guess what? It's Canada's not far from the U.S. Yeah, or you right. know anywhere else. It's going to get there too. Um, may take a little longer, but regardless. Right. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's part of life. I mean, I'm person personally going to try to embrace it. Like, I'm I'm excited for the technology. You know, I, I think technology is pretty cool. Uh, this is, you know, a lot of what we're seeing now was sci-fi when we were kids. Oh, we yeah. didn't think half of this stuff was going to exist. And boom, here we are. It's like, oh, sweet. What's the next 10, 15, 20 years going to look like? Right. I'm stoked. Well, one thing I was going to bring up on this episode, this will be the last mm-hmm. negative sort of thing that we'll talk about. And then we'll get into some, to some positives is um, I had seen a video within the past month or two where there was a guy talking about how, you, you know, how you and I have talked about um, being able to copy our consciousness into like mm-hmm. a, a virtual reality or, or hardware. Yeah. Um, there's a guy that is saying we already have this technology that we're able to do this. Um, so with that mixing in with the, the whole metaverse thing that we're talking about today um there's that huge possibility that there will be people that want to do that and just live in virtual reality and not live in in reality yeah um i mean i i haven't done any research on it so i don't know the full extent of what exists or might exist in the future how they would even go about doing that um but yeah, I mean, it's 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 incredible, man. Like half the stuff that more than half of the stuff that's happening these days. Uh, right. You know, when you sit back and actually do the research and see what's happening, it's like, wow, you know. Well, and so some of the positives that I see from coming of this is um, like war and us switching to more virtual warfare compared to physical warfare not to say that there wouldn't be any psychological ramifications for either but at least in virtual warfare you're not losing lives physical lives but the the, the downside though to that is well now this isn't an answer that you have i'd imagine but if it's a virtual warfare, how does that stop the physical issue of the people who are trying to, do, you know, what like for example, extreme example, uh, let's jump way back and say the Nazis had that type of, you know, say the Nazis existed today, right? Hitler existed today, and 
we could go into virtual warfare. Like, how does that stop him from killing all the people that he killed while still fighting virtually? There's, there's no guarantee. Yeah. But just like the uh, Geneva Convention, say, um, there would be something put in place that says if there is an actual act of war created, this is how we do this. Um, not saying it's a foolproof plan by any means, but it would be less casualties as a whole, even civilians, if you did it virtually compared to physically. Right. Well, and ideally, I think virtually would be great so long as both sides agreed to the terms and it right. that way. You know, right. the, unfortunately, the bad guys don't always like to play. You're always going to have the extremists, you know? right? <laughs> um, now, in terms of technology, though, and in terms of virtual war, I mean, it, part of it kind of already, already exists. When we think of something like the Predator, you know, or just mm. specifically just drones, right? Right. Like fighter drones. Uh, there are airplanes that are flown uh, by people from the ground by remote control. There's nobody in the system, like in the airplane. I've watched videos, which is going to show my dark side. Uh <laughs> Of these predator drones and things like that hovering over enemy lines and decimating people that just look like little green figures running around. What does that remind you of? A video game. It's funny that you say that because when you said predator, I thought of the movie and video games predator compared to the predator (laughs) and the flying drone predator. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, But, you know, there's – been a couple of documentaries out about the people who uh, and i actually watched a play called pilot that starred Anne hathaway it was a single person single woman play um and it's there there's been a lot of discussion about how these pilots uh who fly these drones were by remote control they are disassociated from the warfare because the people they're killing isn't real to them it's like flying playing a video game there's real lives at stake and people dying, but they feel nothing because mm. of how distant they are from the system. Uh, so, you know, there is obviously yet another negative to it all, but it's here. I think there's a certain sense of virtual warfare already in existence with, you know, with, with, with drones. Um, but I do agree. I think, you know, I, I think it is going to go a step further still. Um and of course, on top of that, we're going to start seeing more, I think, of like super soldier, the quote unquote super soldier who's either dosed up through a pill or some other technology. Um, robotics. There's been talk about mm. robotics, you know, like Terminator yeah. type of things, cybernetics uh, becoming a thing, uh, which still that's the one thing that still scares me. The whole idea of cybernetics, like, <laughs> bro, like, come on. <laughs> Let's remember the past of the movies because <laughs> we all know where it's going. Well, what are some of the, some positives that you can think of? Uh, um, I think when it comes to the metaverse, I think that some of the positives are the ability to explore new worlds, you know, that we can't like me as a civilian, you as a civilian, will never be able to afford to go to Mars if they decided to put, you know, life a colony, there. yeah, yeah, a colony, or even on the moon, because mm. that's going to be. Let's be honest. One of two things are going to happen when it comes to that point. Either a, you're going to have to be a million or billionaire to pay the money to go, right. or b, there's going to be some sort of draft type thing where they're just going to take whatever people they decide. The governments uh, and be like, oh, you're going, you know, mm. whoever. Um, so I think one thing for people like us who might want to see that stuff, and I had imagine you're on board with me. Like, I would love to go to Mars. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, we won't be able to experience that. So I think virtually uh, through the metaverse, we'll be able to experience real life on Mars uh, through the virtual world. Same anywhere else. I think that's a positive. That's even just on, in the world, is it the same? Not necessarily. But as you said, with suits and stuff, you could probably at some point be able to visit, uh, you know, let's say Mount Everest, climb Mount Everest virtually, feel the freezing wind and all that stuff, the pain, all that. Uh, But with the safety of knowing all you have to do is 
take off the helmet and you're good. You're safe and warm. Uh, so I think that is one positive. Uh, another positive I think is going to be really the, 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 I mean, I know we talked about the negatives of, uh, a community, but I think being able to find community within the metaverse is also going to be very important for a lot of people, both in the metaverse and within reality, because a lot of that transfers over, uh, in, some cases, at least, as of currently. Right. Uh, you play enough video games with somebody, eventually like, hey, here's my number. You want to talk or whatever sometime instead of just playing games? You know, yeah, that, that happens. Right. Well, and that that is the flip side to what I was talking about earlier, is there is a sense of community as well, but there's so many, as uh, the world has known them today, as trolls, Yes, that are ruining it for a lot of oh, people yeah. that are kind of the in-between generation like you and I, uh, even more so I, I guess, because I grew up where it was fun to play together in person. Um, and But even then, I'm not a competitive person, but that, so half the time playing in person, I didn't like that either if we were against each other. But like where you and I used to play Army of Two, Mm-hmm. on PlayStation. <laughs> oh, I miss that game. <laughs> um, where it's you're working together and strategizing what you need to do, which a lot of the games are now, like Call of Duty, Fortnite, if you're playing as a team or something, um, things like that. But there are so many trolls as well that are ruining it. Well, yes, yeah, so there's trolls. And I do think there's a certain aspect to the uh, physical camadre when it comes to playing, like, Again, playing Call of Duty with you, uh, playing something like uh, Borderlands with your brother. Um, you know, I've tried playing online with you. We did actually. I think we did call uh, Army of Two online for a while when you moved to North Dakota, and I also tried doing Borderlands or some other game uh, with your brother. And it's not the same when when you're on headsets. It's like yeah. no, I like I know there's no difference because we would still be saying the same thing more or less. But there's something <laughs> about being in the same room, drinking a beer. Cursing at the TV and the fake evil people and at each other like you stupid son of a bitch. (laughs) Why did you do that? You know that's something that I have to deal with currently on Fortnite. Uh, You know, one of the people I play with, she just every time I'm like, come on, there's no I in team. Where are you going? And she'll run off and then get killed. And I try to get up to save her, and then I get killed because I don't have my partner there to help back me up. I'm like, oh my god, we're never gonna get through this world. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, you're right. I, I think that's one, uh, you know, one of those things where it's not going to be the same, but, uh, I think as something like the, this metaverse grows, uh, it's going to be almost like we're in the same room because of, you know, this, this idea of the future metaverse, it's going to put us into the game. Literally, it's going to feel like we're in the game. So when we're talking to the people, we can feel, you know, a handshake or a hug or whatever, uh, high fives. It's going to be like we're there. And right. eventually, that's all it's going to be, you know. Uh, now, again, it's going to come down to when, when we have that have that uh, that that mask up, or the, those eye goggles, whatever. It's going to be a lonely place because the world's going to be different. When you it's going to be extreme, yeah. you know. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for the metaverse. Um, I I think, like uh, the gentleman that you heard, there is pros and cons pretty much to anything, but even Mm -hmm. to this. um, But reality as a whole has so many pros and cons that I I think overall you can look at it and be like, Either it's it's for you or it's not. Right. Um, so, folks, I hope you've enjoyed it listening to our conversation. We do plan on getting on um, Matthew Ball at some point to talk about his book, The Metaverse, and how it will revolutionize everything. Um, because there is so much more that we ha- probably haven't even touched on oh, yeah. that it'll uh, improve. Um, but uh, stay tuned to... Uh, killerpodcast.com, evergreenpodcast.com, and paretruth.com because we've got a lot of great stuff coming for you. Um, anything further uh, housekeeping-wise you can think of? I don't think so. You know, new year, 
not really you knew us but you know we're gonna keep getting bringing you guys new content so that's a definite um if you like this metaverse episode make sure you let us know because i know this is a little bit different from what we normally do uh, but if you want more content like it make sure you let us know um and meanwhile you know we're gonna bring you we're gonna bring you more stuff you know more cryptids are coming up coming around uh i'm finding new new information new subjects that we can talk mm. about uh so that'll, that'll be over the next couple of months and before you know it guys easter is gonna be here so eh. <laughs> you know and and um st patty's day so that'll be a nice beer fest for us uh as we go over whatever for st patty's day well we'll definitely have to plan for st patty's day this year i know we've tried to do it in the past and then it's here and we're like well, that came and gone. So, yes. with that um, said, actually, sorry before we no go move ahead. on. If you guys are interested, make sure you reach out to us either you know on any of the social media or whatever. Um, if you want us to do a St. Patty's Day completely wasted, <laughs> that would be fun, and I'm all for it. So you let us know, and we will definitely prime up for before the show. I we'll feel ball. even before they even vote, we should just do it. <laughs> totally wasted this year and see how it goes. <laughs> we're gonna be like at the end of the episode, we're like this is a, this was such a good episode, dude. It, it turned out so well, and then we're gonna play it back. It's like, welcome to Earth, just lady. Oh, <laughs> bro, I can't. What are we talking about? Saint Patrick's Day. <laughs> I know I slow down and stumble when I'm drunk over my words, so. <laughs> All right, folks, until next week, where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.